Welcome back. Uh, This is another episode of Reimagining Rural Art Education. Um, In case you missed it, last time we spoke with Angela Jones. She is a veteran rural art educator. Today we have first year teacher Kylie Daniel. Kylie is actually a former student, um, as am I, of our school district. She grew up and went to school in Okeechobee County. She left for college and then she returned. And so we're going to take some time and speak with her about her experiences. So in today's episode, we are going to take a closer look at Kylie's experiences um, here in Okeechobee High School as a student and um, how they have influenced her teaching and how her college experiences uh, differed from that of high school. She left Okeechobee to go to college, Um, she studied art, and then she has returned. And I want to take a little bit of time to talk with her about the challenges that she sees her students face um, and how they could be solved through a place-based pedagogy. All right, so we are here with Kylie, who is a first-year art teacher at Okeechobee High School. And Kylie, can you tell me a little bit about your background as an artist and an art student? Sure. I did start off uh, liking art as a young kid, as it seems most artists do. Um, I continued with that interest as I moved up through the years, and I learned that my own grandmother in Europe was an art teacher as well, so I feel like her artwork influenced uh, my interest in it. And I continued it into high school where we actually had art classes, um, and I really enjoyed the different mediums we got to use. I would say my favorite medium would be between painting or printmaking. Uh, Those were more hands-on stuff that brought me more joy than others. All right, and what did you study in school? Because you did not um, initially start out with a teaching art as your career path. No, I went to college initially to be a graphic designer. I did have to meet uh, prior requirements in studio arts. Uh, However, my main goal was to get a BA in graphic design. And you are actually a product of our art program that you are um, teaching in now. You you went through the same um, the same program and graduated from our high school a few years ago. So how has what you see as a teacher how has it evolved um, since you were a student? I believe there it looks like there is more interaction between the teachers and the students. When I was here, we did have a lot of guidance. Um, there was definitely more, um, we were told more to have our peers help us through each project rather than to uh, continuously uh, go up to the teacher and ask for help. So we were helping each other as our group tables to kind of help further our skill skills. Whereas now I feel like because we have less of an art community in here and art is not available to us even before uh, middle school, 
that we do have to put in a little more effort to help our students and especially since we had um, COVID-19 take over uh, a few years of the school uh, life for these students and I'm pretty glad that we're able to start getting them back on track and probably get them more into art than what was previously available. So I definitely agree. Um, I went to school here as well and um, ironically I didn't take a single art class uh, when I graduated I had no I, my art credit was my block semester in theater first year of ninth grade um, and and that was my art credit and I loved art I took art lessons as a kid but um, at the time, our art program was not very robust, and we didn't even offer AP art whenever I went here. Um, I know that Kylie actually um, did take AP art, and I believe our AP art program has grown even in size since you were here. Do you remember how many kids were in? The average amount of students for AP was probably about seven. Okay. And so we actually have tripled that now, um, and this year we have 21 students in APR. Um, so we're going to take a break, and we will be back, and we're going to talk a little bit about Kylie's experience as an art student um, in college. All right, we're back, and I would like to talk a little bit about your college experiences, because you left here, and you left our rural community, and you went down to college in a much larger city. And so how did that experience um, influence your perception of how the community um, and the environment can impact art? It was certainly a big change coming from such a rural community. Um, just the population in the space alone was pretty overwhelming, but I really enjoyed seeing that art was uh, more prominent there. You can see it in just like the buildings and the architecture alone. But as you move throughout like the parks and the space downtown, you notice that there are uh, more influences. You can see sculptures and statues here and there. Uh, you have an art museum that is super close by and is visited quite often. And I really enjoyed that a lot because it felt like I was more in my space and it did bring out um, more creativity just to be able to uh, submerge myself into that. Whereas here, we really lack the art community in such a rural space, and it's not as um, not as well liked, but it is not seen as a necessity or an interest. So going into college for that in such a suburban place where it is heavily influenced, it definitely helped a lot more to encourage the art. Um, did any of the classes that you take encourage you to make art about your, your current environment or maybe um, drawing inspiration from your, your home where, where you grew up? Yeah, in one of our prerequisites of the graphic design where we did have to work with hand, one of the projects we did have, um, it did need to include a, a kind of like a typography um, requirement but also with a mixed media of something else and it had to be included or have the subject of something within our community or our environment or the state alone 
And since we are in such a um, environmentally influenced state of Florida, I decided to show something where we had the natural beauty of like our beaches and something that a lot of people from the north come down to live for and add a, a few pieces in there that showed the influence of human impact and what it does to our environment with so much of a population just growing every year and what it doesn't help with for our beaches and environment. So um, in a similar course, I did something where we had to go on a scavenger hunt for the alphabet. But it couldn't be like actual like signage. It had to be like things within nature that looked like the different letters of the alphabet. And so we, we had to do something similar. Um, cool. So it, it's really interesting to see that even though um, place-based education is really about connecting um, our students with our, our local environment, our local community, um, these communities that have all these strong art influences are still using the techniques of place-based education within within their school. So they're not just focusing on go out into the art community and draw inspiration there, but they are still encouraging their students to look at their environment um, and, and draw their inspiration from that. So um, we're going to take another quick break and then we will be back um, for the last segment. All right, so we're back, and um, I want to ask you now, like, what do you think the benefits of place-based pedagogy are for our, our students? Like, how, especially our rural students, how can they benefit from a curriculum design that really emphasizes the local environment, the local economy, um, the, our, our diverse cultures that we have around here? I think it could be pretty helpful just because we are in such a rural community and some of these students don't even go outside the county alone and experience more of what's out there. Um, and having them open up to new things, even if it's not outside the uh, county or the city alone, but even within our area can open them up to a new perspective that some of them might have never seen before and therefore open up their minds to something new or even try. And I feel like as teachers, that is something we should heavily influence on them to be able to open up uh, even more to see what is possible, what's around them, to gain more experience as they start to grow up and build their mindset. I absolutely agree. Um, you know, I think you brought up an excellent point with the um, statement that not a lot of our students have left the county and that amazes me because I I've grown up you know my family has traveled um, I've traveled you know all the way I, I within the United States but I've traveled you know all the way to Alaska all the way to Hawaii you know it's kind of the farthest points that I've traveled and I have kids that are like which way is West Palm which that is just it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but it is something that I, I found as I've kind of gone through my experience teaching that I have to be aware of the fact that some of our kids don't leave. Right. Um, so thinking about place-based pedagogy, uh, do you have any lessons that maybe you've recently taught that have really um, focused on connecting our students with um, our community or their environment? I did. 
Um, one of our previous projects for drawing, I had them uh, work on a landscape-based project. However, their choice and reference had to be within our community or uh, just outside around the town. And because we are in such a rural town, we're pretty much within a lot of different environments, such as uh, to the south, we have Okeechobee Lake. Uh, north of us, we have like a small preserve, and then either east or west, we are full of like ranches and um, like farmlands. So I wanted them to focus on going to either one of these locations and finding a space that interests them and shows that while we are in a small community that there is much more out there and they can understand, you know, the landscape and environment that Florida is well known for. Yeah, I think that's really important um, and I think you did a great job at taking our students um, and, and maybe shifting their focus a little bit away from themselves and the internet and um, you know one of the big things that I've experienced with teaching drawing and painting before is that they just want to google and find a quick reference photo that somebody else took and so it really opens up an opportunity um, for us as teachers to teach about copyright and plagiarism and you know you wouldn't necessarily connect those ideas with play space but by forcing or encouraging our students to really step out into their environment, we are also um, teaching those those ethical skills of, of not, not copying and not plagiarizing and, and really starting to maybe think for themselves a little bit. For sure. So, all right, Kylie, thank you so much. Um, that's all I have, and we will be back shortly with some final thoughts. Cool. So I have some final questions for us as we wrap things up with Kylie. Um, one of the things that I think is important for art teachers to think about is, um, you know, where are your students going? Um, and I think it's important to consider that because not, of our, not all of our students are going to art school. And especially in rural communities, that's definitely not an expectation. You know, if you are in an upper class suburban school that maybe has a really strong art program, then it's safe to make that assumption that these students will likely go on to college for art. Um, in the past three years that I've been working on the main campus teaching, um, you know, all the way through 12th grade, I think I've only had maybe two students that have left and are actually pursuing um, some sort of art degree. I have one who is actually at an art college and um, I have another one who recently um, got in contact with me and said that she is going to um, pursue a certificate in art therapy to go along with her occupational therapy degree. Um, and then a about a month ago, I had a student tell me that she wants to be an art teacher, and so she started looking at um, programs that are for art educators. But we can't assume that all of our students are bound for art, so I think it's really important that we think about where our students are going. And approaching that question and the answers to that question with place-based pedagogy allows us to have our students creating art that maybe is meaningful and applicable to their future. 
Um, you know, obviously there's going to be some degree of like, hey, it is just high school art. Um, you know, for some of our students who maybe are just going to go straight into the workforce. and, and But I really do try to use this as an opportunity to... Um, teach my students, um, I call them transferable skills. And so, you know, where are your students going? That's my first question. And then my second question is, how can we use art to teach skills that these students can apply to other classes that they're taking, to other um, potential jobs? Um, I think those are my two big uh, questions that I want to leave you with for today. So as we wrap up today, um, we had the opportunity to speak with Kylie about um, her experiences as a student. And um, what's interesting, there's about 10 years between um, Kylie and I in our graduation from Oak Ridge High School, our graduation from um, Florida Atlantic University, and also, you know, beginning our teaching degree. We're, you know, pretty much... She's, she's 10 years behind me in all of those steps. And um, one of the things that I really notice is just the, the change in the landscape um, of our school, of our college, of you know, coming back to the school. And um, I really think that looking at place-based pedagogy and how place-based pedagogy um, really can work for both of us um, at different points in our career. I, I think that it's it's really important to kind of step back, look at what's happening, look at, you know, the the changes that have already been happening within our school and and really taking that time to think about how can we further those change. Um, I mentioned that there was no AP art when I was in school. She took AP art, but when she was in it, there was only seven kids. We're up to 21 now. So, so things are changing in our school and, and by embracing, um, a critical pedagogy of place, like we're going to be able to continue to increase that. You know, we went from AP kids kind of being stuck in the same classroom with art two to now we actually have separate art two and AP classes. I would love to, you know, five, 10 years from now say that we actually have two classes of AP students. Um, and, um, I, I think that, through changing our strategies and changing the way that we teach and changing the way that we engage with our students, I think that we are going to be able to achieve that goal. Um, so, you know, as we step away from this, um, I'm kind of done with the interviewing of teachers sequence. And next uh, episode, we are going to sit down with the director of Okeechobee Art and Culture Alliance and talk about some of the big things that are happening within our community, um, how she is using um, our community's industry to um, increase the amount of public art that is available and how she is using it to encourage our local artists to um, step out, put their art out, to teach lessons and, and teaching them to connect with our community by embracing that concept of place. So um, we'll see you next time.